Right, so Dawn, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 51. Welcome, for it. welcome. Welcome. Well, I, I couldn't even speak then, I started stumbling on my own words. <laughs> it's a Friday. Thank you for there we go. me. Yeah. Episode 51, Dawn. Here we go. So Dawn, I did a little bit of looking just to find out a little bit more about yourself first. Um, so it says that you're an independent equity release advisor, remortgagers, first time buyers, helping busy people secure a mortgage at any age. That's a, a fair assessment. It would be, yeah. It would be good. So, so tell me firstly, like, so independent equity release advisor. What what does that mean? That means that I um, I work for me, um, and I have got access to the whole of the UK um, market for lending. So if okay. they if there's a lender in the UK that's lending money and mortgages, I've got access to them. Really, right. So that's so that's the whole of the market yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Is that really whole of market, or is there a few that, that slip through that? The only ones, I, I, there is one lender, I know what name drop, but there is one lender that absolutely refuses to use intermediaries. Oh, really? Really? Yes. Really? Oh, okay. Um, Who is it? <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm only teasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bank? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then, and so like the remortgages, so what's, what's the real kind of difference really between a remortgage and doing some equity release? A remortgage where someone has, it's, it's two different types really, so a mortgage, if you're of working age then your mortgage is assessed on your ability to repay that, so that's yes. affordability. If you are later life lending then the um, mortgage is based on the property, so right. it's underwritten on the property as opposed to underwritten on your on your income. Got you. So the difference between the two is a remortgage for somebody that of working age is where they've come to a deal end, mm -hmm. um, end of a fixed rate, variable rate, some sort of they've gone to the bank's standard variable rate which can be quite much higher. Sure. Um, and it's just looking at another product for them um, to bring the payments down, got you. Got which you. can be a significant amount each month. Of course, of course, yeah. And then, and then the first time buyers, how is that going right now? Is, is, is it like I was reading somewhere that it's saying like it, it's it's getting harder for first-time buyers to be able to raise the capital to to even get onto the market. I mean, what's what's your thoughts towards that? There, there is lenders out there that'll do up to ninety-five percent, so it's there. But the, it's a risk-based, so the more sure. they're going to lend against the property, um, house price fluctuations, then the likelihood is they're going to increase the interest rate because of that. So because of that, yeah. the first-time buyers is there. They've only got to get a five percent deposit. Really? They've got a help to buy scheme now that's still in place, so the sure. government's still funding that. They've sure. got a new builds going up, so. You've kind of got that twenty percent there. Got you. Um, so there's enough incentives out there to get them to, on the property to get ladder. Them going. What's the big obstacle for them? Do you think? Is it just like? Is it? Is it that they don't? They're not aware that it's it's available to have help to buy or the five percent deposits is, is only required. I don't think there's any obstacle apart mm. from the fact that maybe the incomes generated within certain regions within the UK are not enough to get the prices or the house prices. And maybe. Oh, right. So the multiplier mm. on the income is not enough to qualify yeah. them for the mortgage. Yeah. And it's wow. like, so back in the day, um, <laughs> when you did, you know, when our parents and things had, obviously, you start off small yeah. and you spy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you buy, you sell, you buy, you sell, and you move up until you've got your big castle. Yeah. Not today. They no. all want the big castle. They, want the, they, they don't want to wait, do they? <laughs> they <Yes. don't> wait. <laughs> so, and because they don't want to wait, that's kind of sure. um, what it is. And then banker mum and dad comes out to give them a deposit, or even granny and granddad now are now buying, um, releasing money in their houses. To help. To help. Oh, right, okay. okay. So, um, so, so, like, what what's going to change? I mean, surely something has to change if the cost to get onto the market is 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 so far ahead of the salaries. Then, then the market is going to have to do something. Surely, do you think? Who knows? That's kind of like how you know, long is a piece of string. You yeah. you think that the whole cycle it kind of revolves around every so often, doesn't it? So the house prices go too high and then start stabilising, yeah. so that people can get on it again and they sure. go too high. So that's kind of the circle at the moment. The the house prices are always going to increase. That's yeah. just natural inflation for you. So there's never that's never going to change. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I've got property. I'm good. <laughs> it's whether it's whether really the person that's the individual that's selling the house is prepared to take a little bit of a cut because sure. house prices there's no fixed figure on them. It's what someone's prepared, prepared to, pay. to pay. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. It's sure. you know you can go put an offer in the house. Sometimes the lenders will come back and we are seeing a few down values at the moment. The lenders mm -hmm. are coming back and saying they're not worth that amount. Mm -hmm. 
So, but the demand, whatever's demand there, there's always going to be a need. There's always going to be a need, yeah, totally. So, in terms of like the average, what is the average salary now? Is it about 28,000, is it, across the UK? Just depends, really. Yeah. It really depends on what sector sure. um, they're in. But I did, <laughs> I did see, notice that there was a, um, and probably going off, off kilt a little bit here, but um, a guy that worked in um, Pets at Home oh, right. earned more than a nurse. A guy who works at Pets at Home earned earns more than a nurse. There's a model that's broken somewhere there, isn't there? Is there is an absolute model, but that's retail compared to services, isn't it? Of course, of course. So that's fascinating. That that's is fascinating. fascinating. So, so like, if like you've got a a young professional couple who's both falling into a a, 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 a decent salary earning, so I mean, like, if they if they get that kind of national average, so that let's say they earn thirty k a piece. So sixty grand total income into the house. What kind of property value are they going to be able to look to? Generally, it's, a, it's about four, between four and four and a half times the salary. Their income, yeah. Yeah, right. but they use a lot of things. What's called Office of National Statistics. So they look at household composition, what the basic standard of living is, and some lenders will use that model as opposed to the income multiples because the income multiples kind of died off around mortgage market review oh, in two thousand and fourteen. Right. right, okay. They still apply them to some degree. So what's um, the other one called then? Office of National Statistics. So right. it's based on what the they deem as the, the minimum standard of living required for a, a certain type of family. So look at household composition. So who's in the house, you know, mum, dad, how many children, right. that type of thing, and what the basic living cost would be. Um, and that's regardless of what their commitments are, but then sure. the commitments will be on top on of On top of it as well, right, okay. For affordability. So, so, so they're getting, oh, that's fascinating. I mean, so they're getting really kind of, controlled by the government there aren't they in terms of what they can have it's always been ONS has always been there um, in the sort of tinkering in the background but the lenders over the time you know around about 2007 just got a bit greedy and they just thought let's just pour loads of money (laughs) Um, you know we've got loads we'll give it away Um, how much do you earn 100 grand can you prove it (laughs) no that's okay that's okay just put it through (laughs) and I mean that's one of the questions that I have got down here is is the self-search you know because like it got abused, didn't it? The self-certification program. Well, of course it did. Wouldn't you? Do, wouldn't anyone? Come on, yeah, let's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, we're but all. But it, it helped a lot of people, especially business owners as well. It really, it really did help yeah. people, didn't it as well? It did, but it's it's like anything else, isn't it? If you give too much, you can fall off a cliff, and yeah. that's kind that's of what happens, <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, totally. So, do you think that it's it's going to come back in some way? Nah. Never come back again. No. 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 Um, I think I, I doubt very much, and that's my. You know, I'm not. I, I'm not the guru in the industry to say give the answer on that. But my your feeling in, towards my, it. My gut feeling saying that it'll never come back because sure. the thing is with that they have no way of controlling affordability. They have no way of controlling repossessions. They have no way of controlling whether there's tax evasion or anything in the industry. Sure, so sure. it's just. It's something, the heyday's gone, being yeah. gone, you've had it and you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Come round again in a different name. <laughs> yeah, come round again. I mean, I heard there was, there was something on a group that I, that I follow regarding mortgages that um, HMRC are cramping down on these uh, landlords that not com- not um, declaring rent. So there's, right. there's always something sure. evolving. But the, the, the government's got it really against the landlords at the minute, haven't they? They're really making it difficult for landlords. They, I don't, if I'm honest with you, they don't do much in the sort of landlord um, part of it because sure. what happens is they tend to have big portfolios and they'll stick to, they've, they've had, you know, it's like, it's a bit like having um, a family heirloom, mortgage brokers sort of running family yeah, heirlooms right, in the go. Yeah, yeah. We've had this industry, but yet it has it has significantly changed mm. in what they can do, what they can declare, what they can have. Yeah. But they're still it's still um, a very lucrative industry. Sure, sure. Um, but what they're doing is now is you know there's quite a big chunk of 55 year olds plus that's actually got these houses, but then can't sell them because of the get capital gains capital tax. Gains. Yeah, yeah. So but there's ways, isn't there? Again. There's, well, there's ways. there is ways around it because there's equitrelease now. Is they've started doing equitrelease on on um, buy to lets. So this is fascinating. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about this then. So you can do equity release. On a, if you've got an investment property, right, and you own that, yeah. you can you can do an equity release mm-hmm. um, on that. The interest rates are slightly higher, okay, um, but yes, you can do an equity release on that, and it kind of. I'm not a tax man, so I can't. Sure. No, of course. So of I course. can't vouch on that, but it does. Sure. Right. It, it was something that came out this week, is that it does mitigate. Oh really? Um, capital. So, gains. so do you have to own the property outright, or can you still be mortgaged on that one? It still can be mortgaged, but you can only take a chunk of it out. Remember. So it's that like a loan to value. It's equivalent, yeah. Is it? Yeah. So if you think about if if you think about equity lease being 
if you a standard mortgage, you can borrow kind of up to ninety five percent of that value of that property. Right. Is it as high as ninety five percent? Is it on a on a standard mortgage on right. a residential standard mortgage on an equity release? It's generally the opposite, so you can borrow a, generally a quarter of it. Right, Depending on right. your age, yes. Um, because and the reason for that is because your house is underwritten, not you. Yeah. You have the option then to make payments or not pay, pay payments. You don't have you're not affordability assessed on it. Of course. Um, so you can you can just add the interest on if you want to of do. Of course. So so in terms of uh, let's, let's do some numbers. Let's uh, okay. So let's just say that we've got a house that's let's make it easy. A hundred thousand pound house. Yeah. And so you can get a quarter of that money through equity release. You can get twenty five thousand mm-hmm. pounds. Now you still got. A, so is that like an interest-only loan? It's. It. This is the thing. This is where it gets. It. It can be complex, but I'll try and keep it okay. simple. It is interest-only. If yeah. you want it to be interest-only, it can be no payments. Oh, it can be capital and maybe payment as well. It can be, but that would be classed as a retirement. If you're looking at equity release, right, right. that would be a retirement interest-only, right. which would then fall into the affordability assessment. So that means your pensions and things like that would have to be okay. adequate. Okay, right. um, and then loss of one person in the family, so Mr or Mrs passed away, could sure. be the one maintain it. So um, a, re- a retirement interest-only mortgage are a little bit more difficult to get through than the equity release, than the equity one. release ones. But the equity release ones now, they've had it, you know, past where they don't have to be affordability assessed okay. if they want to make some interest payments and they can also on some occasions pay more than the interest that are some type to of reduce rate. the balance mm-hmm. right so so that so they take £25,000 out let's just say mm-hmm. on an equity release they have a payment to pay every month or not or not so they don't have to pay that no that's fascinating isn't it so don't have to pay it so there's some plans out there there's 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 Loads of plans, you know. One one uh, lender will say there's eighty six plus. One lender will say there's two hundred plus. But there's there's absolutely mm. bucket loads of plans out there, all with varying things, um, right. varying features that go with it, and you can do sort of money. But the basic principles are: you have the option to either make a payment, not make a payment, make some payments, start payments, <laughs> start payments, and stop yeah. payments. Really, it's it literally is, but it's all within the bubble of you're never ever ever going to get repossessed. And you're never ever sure. ever going to lose your own home. So, so in this instance, then, so using the twenty five thousand pounds, what did they put like a first charge on the property? So they've got. It's a, just like a mortgage. So same as a mortgage. Same as a mortgage. So, so are they effectively buying a part of that property no. then? So, how do they get the money back if you don't? If you're not going to make a payment on it. Death or, or um, long term care. Okay. So that's kind of how they're priced. Um, let me just give you kind of give you a bit of an example about how it is. People will say, always say, "Oh, equity lease is a rip off." Um, it sounds like it's not. Well, that's the thing is, people say yes, but all the interest compounded, so you can borrow twenty five thousand, but on death it might be the say every sort of fifteen years it doubles. So let's say they live fifteen years, that twenty five thousand mm-hmm. is then fifty thousand. Uh-huh. So friends family going, oh, it's a rip off. It's now fifty thousand." But if you didn't pay your mortgage on twenty five thousand pounds, you'd owe fifty thousand as well. Of course. Of if course. you didn't pay your credit card sure. on twenty five thousand, you'd owe three times that because the interest rate is seventeen percent. But it's but it's relative as well, isn't it's it? It's all because relative. The, 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 the price of the house will have increased significantly in fifteen years as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like the I know it's it, it changes slightly, but I think that the report that I saw were for the last fifty years, every ten years, house prices have doubled. For the last 50. Absolutely. They just, so, we had an example yesterday um, on one of the workshops I went to where house bought in um, 1920 of £600. <laughs> the same house is still standing now. Yeah. Um, the guy bought it that was on the, the course yesterday um, and the house is worth 140 it's But throughout the, and bearing in mind we've had, you know, second world war and things and it's of still course. increased. We've had the recession, we've had the, you know, yeah. everything. But the massive eighties recession still kept growing in price. It's, it's unbelievable. I remember my first house with nineteen thousand pounds. I still have it, and I rent it out, and that's worth now about one twenty. Okay. You know, I wish I could still buy it for nineteen thousand. That's the street. I bet a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Mm. I mean, the, the equity release is is I think that I think it's something that is still very much unheard of isn't it for a lot of people they're unaware of it to I, well you kind of got your divide it's not it's the, you're not the in in, in, a, <clears throat> in essence the whole um industry is there it's been there for a long time 
um, last year alone, forty-five thousand plus applications were done and submitted, and, and you know, given really? out on equity release. Really? They're expecting double that. You know, there's so many billions that I, you know, fails to sort of register sometimes that gets paid out on that um, every single year. So that's that's just last year. So the, sure. and the industry is just going to go double, triple really? as it moves forward. Is, is that not a worry? Do you think though? Because if they're not getting no payments back and they're putting all this money out, it's all right, they've got future promised money to come with with the interest. But but what happens like like if they're borrowing, like where, where they're borrowing money, where they're buying their money from? It's all relative though, isn't yeah. it? Because it's things like, um, you know, you and I will save into your pension, you don't need it for 30 years, 40 years. Right. That's money that's gonna, be, someone's gonna need to use that, they sure. need to put it somewhere to yeah. earn money. Yeah. So if you pension money, then that's used to lend to somebody that wants um, a, an equity release. Sure. And they can probably so, multiply it by yeah. about seven as well, I imagine. There's also, I mean, look, now we've got fuel, we've got prepaid funeral plans, that money needs to be invested somewhere to yeah. earn money. There's yeah. money that's invested constantly all the time right. that we need to get some growth from. Sure. And it's all that type of thing. Insurance policies, you name it, all need to be invested. Sure. Is, is, so, this, is this another big bubble coming, do you think? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But there is one coming though, isn't there? Do you feel? I think there is. What's mm. your thoughts? I think, I think the market's ready for another correction, isn't it? We've had it good for 10 years now. I'm going to sit on the fence with that. Oh, yeah. And the reason I'm going to sit on the fence is because I don't feel there's anything. On, at the moment, the lenders that I'm, the kit, everything that I'm dealing with, especially in the residential side of it, just for, you know, affordability assessment mortgages, I'm just seeing the criteria shift. Mm. So, you you know, last year you could look, you could get mortgages for people that had default CCJs, and right. you still can, yeah. you absolutely still can, there's yeah. still them out there, um, but they're getting a little bit more tighter um, on that, so just getting a little sure. bit more cautious right, okay. than what okay. they might what have they been. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, while we're talking about this then, like, I think this is a, a thing that a lot of people get scared of, isn't it? The credit. I think that the the amount of people that that I've seen and people that I've come across in, in the time that's petrified to look at the credit score because they know that it's a little bit a little bit flaky, but they don't want to look at it because it scares them. And, oh, getting to good habits. Yeah, but so but, but lots of people do this, don't they? And I suppose that like the amount of people that I, I I come across that's scared to apply for finance because they're scared that they might get rejected. And, and I think that's a, new, that's a massive education again, isn't it? Is that there is it's, specialist providers, isn't there, that can help them? There is, and and I would literally just say to anybody, get you do your credit report, get it every single month, check it. Yeah. Your financial, it's free. It's, it's free now, isn't your it? Your financial health is as important as yeah. your physical health, yes. as your mental health. It's yeah. just you know it has to be done, mm-hmm. and the, more importantly. If you don't do it just on the credit side of it, look at it from the other side of it, that we've got ID fraud, we've got all sorts, and oh, check it for that reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. You know, you should always be checking it. Sure. Um, I check mine every single month, and I do get people now that say to me, oh, darling, I haven't got my, uh, my credit report, or I haven't registered, and I say to them, look, it's really, really important to get right. it. Yeah. But don't be fear of don't fear credit. I sure. tell um, quite, I've had quite a few first time buyers that have a, a low credit score. I said to them, go out and get a credit card, spend a couple of you know, put your petrol on it, whatever. Yeah. And they've pay got it off. Yeah. And pay it off each month. Yeah. And they say, oh, I don't want one. I don't want one. And I said, remember, credit is about discipline. Yes, yes. That's, That's all it's about. That's a great way, isn't it? Yeah. That's all it's about. I heard a fantastic quote the other day from somebody, and it was saying that what you've got to make sure that you do is that you're. Uh, gross lifestyle doesn't outweigh your net income and I think that's really good isn't it it's a really good yeah, yeah. But your gross a... lifestyle doesn't outweigh your net income but everybody does oh always doesn't <laughs> it yeah always does I mean yeah. in the industry that I work in obviously yeah. the amount of times that I have I've got to see people's personal finance sure and and yeah it does to, to some degree yeah. but that's not a negative that's a real positive because life is for living of course you know yeah, absolutely you only right. get one shot at it sure, sure. you absolutely do yeah. doesn't mean you have but to you know i think get the word of... that you said there's the right word right at the start is discipline isn't it yeah and, and that's really important yeah. because it's easy to, to 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 get a little bit too ambitious with yeah what, it's, what it's, it's so easy there's temptations there all yeah. the time i have my own temptations money-wise of what i think oh, I, I really want that or i'll really do that like, no, what kind of things what, what kind of things would you, would you um, like, shoes no, i'm no. being very ste- stereotypical there aren't i yeah, you are, <laughs> yeah no i don't um no that done 
don't get me wrong, obviously I like to dress nice and things, but no, it's not something, it's just my, for me, it, it's personal things, a personal development or yes. something that I can do to enhance um, what I'm doing or enhance myself, enhance Brilliant. my knowledge yeah. so that I can give the experience of my clients to be much better. Amazing. Um, and it's just that, it's just personal development rather than um, physical assets. Physi right, okay, yeah. And that, I think that's really important, isn't it? That, that you spend a lot of time on yourself. Do you know, I think it was, I think it was Jim Rowan who said, you know, work harder on yourself than you're doing your job. Yeah, but they both work in sync. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't do, if you don't work on yourself or give yourself some time, then you can burn out on the other side, which means you're not doing a fantastic job in the first do, place. Do, do you think you can burn out? Oh yeah. Do you? No, I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, of course what? you do. Tell me why you think you burn out. Because you give too much. You know. I what is burnout? What, do you, what what's burnout to you? Um. By the way, there's no right or right or wrong answer to this. I don't there, think. There I think in, it's what's right for you. There isn't no right or wrong answer, but burnout is where you're sitting in the you've got your comfortable zone and you've got your stress zone mm -hmm. um, and then if you get into that stress zone we don't realize we're in it but it's probably where we're trying to spin too many players is where the we're, we're that we're our most active sure our most creative sure but if we stay in that zone too long right then in the stress zone in the stress zone right, okay so is, is that really stress though do you think or is it is it just being you can still get into that burnout into right. you know i went on a, a, a self-development course no, that's, it's i go into yeah. lots of courses so the one i went on the week before last um that was about the same thing and it was a graph about you've got a comfortable zone mm -hmm. which is somebody that's nine to five goes to work they might have the stress at work but they can close the door on it on a friday at five o'clock yeah. or they can close the door on it every single day sure if you're self-employed, there might be more in that side. Yes. Um, and you get to the point, your self-development, um, your your need to want to please, to help people and uh -huh. do the best that you can, you can overstretch yourself. Yeah. Um, and you can sit in that zone longer than what you the think. Need to, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you need to reflect on it, think, I'm actually in that zone, what can I move back out into the comfort zone? Of course, yeah. I, I often say to people, because I think that what you're saying there is very, very valid, and it's one of the things that I really believe in, is that I think you do need stress. Be and I the reason I said that is because, like, if you look at the gym, if you go to the gym, right, if you, do you go to the gym? I exercise a lot. You exercise a lot, yeah. <laughs> right, so if you go to the gym, if you want your, let's say your arms, let's say you're going to try and build some biceps. Um, if you want your, your biceps to grow, what do you have to do? You have to lift weights. And you have to put that much stress on that muscle that it actually rips the muscle, tears the muscle, so it grows back stronger. That's effectively what happens in the gym. So you have to stress the muscle to the point where it tears, and then it starts to recover. And, and then the next time it's a little bit stronger so you can lift a little bit more weight. That's generally what happens in the gym. So I think that, I'm not talking about stressing ourselves to a degree where we tear, but I think that we need to understand that stress is not the enemy, it's the recovery time that is. And, and, so and that, that's where people don't take don't time. So if you've used your, um, your ethos, what you've just had about the gym, that is absolutely true. But when are you when the muscle tears, you need, it to, needs recover. to recover. Exactly, exactly. And that's so you don't go back and go back to the gym and gym when you've got a tear up to our muscle. You've it's growing. Wait, yeah, you've got to wait for it to repair. Which is ties in perfectly to what you've just been saying. Then is that you know that when you're in your stress zone, you perform incredibly well and you're really creative, but you realise that it's very important for you to take that time out as well, which is the recovery time. Absolutely. Um, I, I just think it's so easy for us to. to throw around the stress word very easily isn't it? Oh God, it's, not, yeah. it's just time management <laughs> it, is, it is just yeah. time management yeah. um but it also can be that when you're at a, if, if you're self-employed it can be the growing stage of course of your of your self-employment it's not necessarily the fact that you've you're working too hard or you've got part time sure. on it you're just in a phase of growing yeah. and when you're in a phase of growing you can sit in that stress zone a little bit too, too much too and long. Go, ah. yeah yeah totally it's um, like i think it's like driving your car isn't it you can drive your car and you could redline it doing 8,000, 9,000 revs, and it'd be okay for a while. But if you drove it at 8,000, 9,000 revs all the time, it would eventually blow the engine, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And we're the same. You can't redline us constantly, can yeah. you? Because our <laughs> engine will blow. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, fasc that's fascinating. So, so you do a lot, of a lot of training yourself. You go into a lot of different workshops and seminars and things like that as well. What's the kind of best advice that you've, you've picked out of there so far? What have you found that's really kind of connected with you? I, the ones that I go to, I don't, I don't go to one. I generally go to ones to keep my knowledge of the industry up, mm. not necessarily um, sort sure. of personal ones. Oh, I right, just okay. happened to within the industry, somebody said to me, "Oh, we've got this kind of course. Do you want to come on it? It was free." Got you. Got so you. I went, "Yes, yeah, so I'll come to that one." Sure, sure. Um, but other than kind of industry ones, I go on. Yeah. Um, I go on them more because I'm. I like to learn. Of course, of course, yeah. What's <laughs> the saying? There's a, there's a bit of a cheesy saying, isn't there? That the learners are the earners. 
Well, it's true. But it's true, true isn't it? It, it is, is true. true, yeah. If you want more, you have to become more. If you if you sit in a room, so um, and there's there's 20 people in that room, by the time you've gone round and you've done the circle of the room or you've had some open conversations, you can pr- I can, you can pretty much pinpoint the ones that are making a 1% change right. or they're not making no change and they're regressing. Sure, sure. And I'm kind of the one that's in the 1%. In the 1%. Um, What's the difference between the two people then? Why is somebody, why is it like yourself, you're capable of going in there and being that 1% and and there's other people that, that don't? What do you think that is? Do you want a personal opinion? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it can be more to do with the fact that there could be, income-wise, they could be at the comfortable stage. Yep. There could be the point where some people believe that they have reached the peak performance and they know everything they need to know. They don't mm-hmm. need to grow anymore. Some people believe once they've learned it, that's it, they don't need to go back to it. Yep. It's just, it's, it's, it literally very is very much a personal um, perception of where they think they are. Sure, sure. I meet lots of people um, over everything that I do and ev- and. and Nine times out of ten, I get into a conversation and say, "You would benefit from, yeah, yeah. you know, just exploring this avenue, or exploring this sure, avenue." Sure, sure. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. Um, so coming back through your working life, I suppose. So we've, we've I've gone back a little bit, and we've seen that you know Leeds Building Society for eleven years, and then a lot of years in between there. We're still in the mortgage industry, you know, where you were doing the age partnership stuff. So you've got. A lot of experience there. Two years now for yourself in your own business. So Purple Swan Mortgages, which is obviously all the stuff we've been talking about this morning with the, the equity release, the remortgages, the first time buyers and things like that as well. You've even trained mortgage advisors as well, it's saying. Yes. So you've, you've, you've trained them and you've also done it. Which role do you prefer? Definitely doing it. Definitely doing I it. I started off doing mortgages um, right. back in 2004 and throughout my whole career, I've kind of done the circuit. Yes. Um, and you, each time you're looking for that next promotion, that next promotion, and you get to the top of your tree, so then you go and think, right, okay, I've got bags of knowledge, let me go help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the training side for seven years, um, and then even, and the kind of the top of the tree there for when you're doing classroom training, you're training brand new mortgage brokers, yep. everything that you know. And then you think, you look at their lives and you think, oh, I miss that. I miss that customer facing. Yeah, so it's the customer facing it's side. It's the customer facing. Yeah. You can't be, you think that you want to get away from customers when you're in that industry. Sure. But you actually really, really miss that you customer. You miss them. Right, yeah. right. Because they're, they're quirky characters. Of We're course. All, all of us humans are just brilliant people. To, oh, yeah, definitely. And, so. and, I, and I missed, I really, really missed meeting people. Yeah. And you, I mean, you are a, a, a people person, aren't you? I probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You like to, you talk to people, you're very communi- like, your communication strong. So. I'd like to think so. <laughs> if it isn't, I'm in the wrong job. You're in the wrong game, yeah. But I think that, like, it, it's very challenging not to have that communication when that's the, the thing that comes to you most naturally. Mm. So if you were sat in a place where it's very one-sided, I can see that would be quite frustrating. It, it got to the point where it was frustrating purely because you're delivering the same message all the time. Right. With the, some of your own kind of like ad hoc in there, but you're delivering the same type of message because it's a structure. Sure. When you go self-employed, you don't have that structure of a message. You can be you, mm-hmm. um, which then that helps grow your business because it's you that they come to. It's not the structure, they're not buying from a system. No, no. They're buying true. from a person. So so talk to me about being self-employed then. So two years you've been doing this now for yourself. Yeah. Two years self-employed. Tell me about that. What's What's been some challenges that you face? What's been the fun? Let's start with the challenges. <laughs> There's always challenge at marketing. <laughs> 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 it's marketing. Go to big companies and they've got thousands that can throw at it. Sure. Um, it's the marketing side of it. Right, um, right. It is the biggest, biggest challenge sure. whatsoever. You can have buckets of experience and knowledge, but if nobody knows you're there, mm-hmm. they're not going to find you either. Of course. So that's kind of the biggest, biggest learning curve. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I often say to people that, that style is more important than substance initially mm. because, and, and what I mean by that is marketing beats mastery. Yeah. Do you know, like, always. You, you, know, you don't have to be any good at what you do if you can market yourself really well. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know, and, and I think that that's the downfall to, to a lot of the marketing big players. I mean, I, I was talking about this yesterday. <clears throat> excuse me. I was saying like, if, so let's put it to the test now. If I said to you, Dawn, who, like, what's what's the leading pet food for dogs? God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want advertisements. No, no. no. Um, 
I, uh, What's I, the, is there one that pops to mind? Win a lot. Win a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, win a lot, yeah. Uh, the usual answers are pedigree chum. Right. You get win a lot and bakers. But you speak to any of the vets and they'll all say that, for the most part, that, that them particular brands aren't very good for dogs. Oh, I think all the time. Is it yeah. Hills or something? So I don't know what the ones um, are, no. And the vets. But yeah. because they've marketed themselves really, really well, everyone's eyes are on them. And, and that's the downfall, isn't it? And it's, I suppose that's the exact same for any industry, especially for yours as well. So marketing's the biggest challenge. So what have you done to combat that? Everything. Everything. <laughs> if you Google purple swan mortgages, you'll get sick of seeing my face. <laughs> so yeah, I've done. I've done quite a bit. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of help out there that's completely free. Sure. You can take yourself to a certain point within that. But you do, you know, if you think about it, I'm kind of head of IT, head of development, you know, I've got lots of, you know, heads D in that sense. Yes, different hats to wear. So you have to, you have to learn how to do things. Yeah. Um, it's not just, you, you've got the, you've got your staple, which is your knowledge and the reason why you went self-employed, sure. but you learn so much yeah. on the back of everything else that everything you do. Else. It's a lesson every day. It's, it's a school day. <laughs> <laughs> every single every day. Every single day. Yeah. So what about some, some good things then? What's, what have been some of the good things that's really happened in this last two years? There's, there's more good things than bad things and I can't really quantify it. I would just say every bit of customer interaction is good. Um, it's just a good thing. I've yeah. not had a bad experience with anybody. I get to meet amazing people. Um, I, it's just, yeah, I can't, I really can't quantify that side of it. Sure. It's just, it's just an amazing side. When you, when you, somebody comes to you, I mean, I got um, an email the other day um, I sent a message to them, an email to them, and said, I'm, I'm pleased to tell you you've been approved. The guy responded back and he just said to me, oh my God, Don, I could actually cry. <laughs> um, you know, I knew that you was good, but I didn't realise that you was that good. Really? And, and all I'd done is, it, there were certain things, it was a bit of a quirky thing with his case, and there were just certain things, and I just was tireless at it, and yeah. he just said, you never, ever gave never up. Never quit, never give up. And yeah. I think that's where I want to set myself. There's absolutely some amazing mortgage brokers out there. I can't fault them. We've all got a niche in our area, sure. and there's a pocket of the world that's just suitable for me. Yes. And that is, I want to do, I'm the caring, I'm the sharing, I'm the positive, I'm the, you know, there's there's lots and lots of people out there that don't want the in-out yes, service, they yes. want the hand-holding. hand-holding, yeah. And, that, and I mean, that definitely comes across speaking with you, and, and again, anyone listening to this or watching this will see, just just listening to you now, the, the passion yeah. as you talk about it is, yeah. is, is, it's just filling this room, it really is. It's because there's a lot of people out there that want, they are, everybody kind of went customer facing, then they all went, oh, IT, let's do internet, let's do this, let's do this. And then they realised that you can't Actually, be, um, mm, you know, one of my reviews, touch. one of my um, Google reviews from a client was um, that her response to an, uh, you know, like if they send a message or a text or something, they've got an inquiry to her, to her He's put on it, his, her response is ridiculously quick <laughs> and a, a laughy emoji. Right. He probably put that laughy emoji and thinking, well, I wonder if that's disrespectful, but it wasn't. I found that brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. Um, yeah. And I do. I, you know, many times I get people on the back of, I've, you know, this mortgage broker's not responding. Sure. Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. instant. On him straight away, yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have three levels of um, phone. Um, email or te text message and they sure. can get me on any of those and I have a two hour turnaround but it probably never gets to two hours really? unless I'm doing something unless like this. Unless you're doing something else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's incredible, that's great service. That's great well, service. That's something that you can talk about in your marketing. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's a bit difficult to get that, that across, isn't it? So I try to do a little bit more of um, it, me imagery sure. um, and then reviews and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm at the moment I'm attracting um, a lot of vulnerable people, okay, vulnerable right. clients. So mm -hmm. um, people divorced, getting divorced, thinking about getting divorced, yeah. wanting to be divorced, wanting to be divorced. <laughs> <laughs> you know that type of thing. I feel as that I, at the moment I seem to be attracting those, right. um, which in in the grand scheme of things is probably not out of the realm of my expertise. Sure, sure. Because they're well, because the ones you're caring, aren't you? And, and you want to hold the hand through it also. And hold the hand through it. Perfect. Um, and, and because I understand it being sure. there myself. Yes, yeah. well, yes. So, <laughs> so, so anyone listening or watching who's feeling a little bit vulnerable, who's divorced, wanting to be divorced, divorced, or are anywhere in between there, yeah. Yeah, then, then get in touch with Dawn and get she'll hold touch. your hand. Yeah. Your hand. <laughs> because somewhere along the line there's a house or something that needs sort of dividing and, they, and, and doesn't, you, you're severing your finances. Of course. A lot of people have... Uh, 
same marriages for such a long time and all the finances are dovetailed together and it's like mm. how do I sever those yes. and how do I come become independent of course. Um, I've had quite a few ladies that literally have then been my friend at the end of it because I've said you will get through this yeah, yeah, sure. you know let me give you and I've done a step-by-step -step approach about what they will need to do and, and understanding the system so understanding how transfer of equities work and how once they've moved across what they can do what their rights are sure. I have some amazing connections with family solicitors um, that offer free consultations, consultations so I can move them kind of that way so I kind of have quite a lot of tools in my bag right. um, if someone comes to me Brilliant. So. fantastic so two years we've had some highs we've had some lows we've had some good we've had some bad yes. more good than bad yes what what I mean and, and I imagine you've had lots of advice from lots of different people throughout that two-year time as well with people that you've met saying yes. oh you should do this or have you tried this yes what's been the best advice that you've had so far Oof. Oh, that you've put me on the spot with that one. Ooh. Oh. I don't know because I've had some. I once. I can't. I don't think I've got to the point where I've picked something up that's the best advice. There were there were a lady that said to me, um, in the first seven eight months, I'd gone to a huge mortgage advisory, um, yep. big huge seminar with the you know it's all the awards and yeah, things yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Got speaking to her and I said, "You've won loads of awards this this evening. How have you done that?" Um, I said, "You know, you've been. She went. I've been operating what four years or uh -huh. something. How did you do? How how did you get there?" And she said, "Just sheer hard work, Don. She says, but let me tell you now, if someone tells you you're going to flip it round in three months, you're not. You're and not going to do it now. So that's probably the best advice, but it came a little bit too late. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but." In essence, everybody's given their own little bits, but it's there. I've done this and it's worked for me. Mm. I think sometimes you just have to find your own platform. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so take a little bit of out, out of everything. everything. Um, so that talent, and it's, it's using your natural talent that you've got, which is clearly for yourself, it's the communication skills, it's the caring nature that you have. Yeah. It's using your talent, and then it's hard work, isn't it? It just, is hard just, work. Just pushing yourself through. It is hard work, it, it can be draining, that's the side of it that can be a bit draining is because you do get quite involved, yeah. especially if we're vulnerable customers, you get quite involved with their, with their situation, but then once you get to the other end, it's such a massive job satisfaction. I can imagine, yeah. Um, so, and I, and I love it, I wouldn't yeah. change it. Brilliant, brilliant. So, worst advice? <laughs> I, mean, I, I get I'm, I'm very much putting you on the spot you are definitely yeah. putting me on the spot because I don't really have the, there's no I don't think I've any, done anything and, and someone said that's you should the, do this and you didn't you're like oh god I wish I'd never done that right. I think the worst thing I ever did was um, in the early back in the very first gone networking met a business partner right um, and that wasn't for me right so you went into a business partnership originally originally right um, and then I just Sort of pulled drunk on that, and I thought this isn't for me. I'm what? better on my own. Sure. So what? What was the? What? What was it that happened? Can, can you? Are you? Are you able to share that? Are you prepared to share that? It was. Yeah. It was just a simple case. Met met the guy through networking. Um, he had his own business. Wanted to set up a mortgage brokerage. I thought, brilliant. This is what I'm good at. You know, we can collaborate together. He's got contacts. I've got the the knowledge, the expertise. I kind of set up the whole business, um, got it through, got the application through, got staff through, got them trained up, uh -huh. um, and then let's just say the rest is history. It right. didn't, it didn't it, work out. It didn't work out. Sure. I think it was more to do with a, a personal, not not personal level, just a conflict of where we saw things, and I sure. think it was my, as it is him being a gentleman, and he was very much a, as some men can be in business, very much cutthroat, mm -hmm. do it this, do it this, it's all about money, all about returns. Right, right. Whereas my caring, hand-holding, sharing, and it, it, would just, first, yes. it, didn't, it didn't resonate with him, and I think that's where the clash kind of came. Sure, sure. And I couldn't ad adopt his harshness, and he couldn't adopt my softness. Your softness. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, I'll keep my softness, keep thank yeah. you very much, and, <laughs> and just carry on. Carry on, sure, good. So did, did you manage to stay, like, was the relationship severed there or yes it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah right, just yeah. leave it at that we'll leave it there Julie. yes yes <laughs> um. no more said on that one <laughs> so so i mean like if you could go back now so i'm not going to ask you your age because <laughs> uh, that's not very gentlemanlike, is it so we're not going to like i think you yeah we'll not go there <laughs> 35. Yeah, just guess. Um, just, just guess. guess. Just Tell guess. me a number, just yeah, guess. Yeah, just guess. But well, we're not going to go there. But what I will say, though, is if you had to go back to a 20-year-old version of yourself, like, what would what would the advice be that you'd give yourself? But the 20-year-old version of me mm. was a completely different dawn. Right. Completely different. You know, the 
people say you change. I, if that 20 year old doll was sat in the room, I probably wouldn't even like her to be fair. <laughs> Not for any other thing, but she was just quiet, she was timid, she right. was very, she gave over authority, you know, all um, power. You know, power to other people. She just literally was very much a sponge for anything that sort of came to her. Sure. She didn't go into her own kind of headspace until she was 30. Right, right. Um, and that's the age when I started in industry. So sure, sure. married young with children. So it kind of like got swamped in that. And then, sure. you know. So what advice would you tell her then? So 20-year-old Dawn who's just absorbing, sponging in the information, not very out there or doing anything. What would you tell her to do? <laughs> <laughs> You can say it. Grow some balls, Grow some girl. Balls, yeah. At least one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, but the th but through that comes learning. Yes. But it's kind of, of life's a roller coaster, and you know, you go up and down, and yeah. you know, um, I've had some significantly difficult times in my life, um, which probably makes me m suited to the more vulnerable customers of because course. I can heavily relate to it. Yeah. I can, and and it's not sympathise. I can genuinely empathise. Um, and there's not many things that somebody can say to me that would be shocked because I probably it's probably happened to me. Sure, sure. Um, but then you grow, and it's even with the mental health things you can you can overcome that. I have a, I have a real stigma in people believing that they don't overcome a mental health. If you really want it, I think you can. Some people maybe can, mm -hmm. and I and I fully respect that. I did I want prepared to I, if you imagine uh, somebody breaking the back or sense or saying that you know you'll never ever walk again I was one of these people that's so determined sure. I will fix my I brain will fix I, yeah. I will get better yeah. and I did and you know and I've just gone on from strength to strength. strength after that Incredible. so there is life after um, after stress yes. and, and a, a kind of and messy divorce yeah. And, yeah. and everything <laughs> you know so sure. and that's kind of how my life's changed well well done first like Joe thank you that's great so, so like, what what changed from Dawn being quiet and maybe a little bit timid to being Dawn who's confident and, you know, daring? Um, <laughs> bad breakup, bad marriage. Bad breakup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's what it really was? Do you think it's? Um, yeah, you do. I had a very difficult marriage, and you do. Um, you, you you learn to wear a mask. You learn to have sure. two different people. That's a home person and a work person. And, and I was very, very fortunate um, through sheer hard work that I got myself in an industry where I could wear that mask. And that mask wasn't the false dawn. That mask was, it just allowed me to be confident in my sure. own area and sure. my own domain, right. an area that I was really, really good at. Um, and my ex-husband ex didn't see that dawn. He no. saw the vulnerable side. Right. So I, had, I, I, I think I just kept my strength. Yeah. I just knew where to place it. You know it. where to, when to, yeah. when to I just use got, it. Maybe, maybe I was cleverer than what I thought and I just knew how to, <laughs> how to position things. Mm. Wonderful. Um, what's your best advice to somebody else coming into business? So you've been in it for two years, you've had your challenges, you've had your good stuff, things have been good. Um, what somebody who's brand new coming into business now? What what would you from any industry? From any industry, yeah. Just from your knowledge of what you've been through, I would probably just say to them, you know, there's absolutely bucket loads of free stuff out there, um, and I don't mean free stuff, tough paid stuff. I mean the you know the the um, all of the UK that mm -hmm. support small business yeah. and things. There's a lot of free stuff out there. Make sure you look that. Do your homework. Don't leave your job until you've done your homework. Um, and make sure you've got a bit of money behind you for marketing. So sure. make sure you've got your branding right, your structure right. Make sure you've got any platform that you're using sure. for marketing. Get that right. Yep. Get some good contacts. Get yourself visible. Um, you know, and start start sort of. Don't forget to pound the pavement because that's still that's a really lucrative area. Yeah. Pound the pavement. Pound the pavement. I still leaflet drop today. Yeah. Do you really? I do. That's incredible. What kind of returns do you get on that? Um, Would you say? I think it's really good still, by the way. I think um, it's just like anything else. It's, it's if you were to compare a two-year-old um, business name to a ten-year-old business name, it's just about people's comfortability. Mm. It's like you know, if you let's look at tin of beans, Heinz baked beans, and an unbranded baked beans. You know, some people will automatically go for that because they assume it's better. It's be, yeah. They assume it's safer. You know, but then you could get the unbranded tin of beans, open it up, and it could be caviar inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, true, and that's true. the difference of the thing it's people's perception of something so it's like anything else until Purple Swan Mortgages becomes a will it, will it ever become a household name probably not but we will live in hope <laughs> 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 uh, 
um, but until it's more, you know, I do, I go to a lot of places now and, and, and as soon as I say people from office, I go, I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah, have you? Yeah. So it's kind of... It's working. It's working. Yes. It's working. Good. Um, and then you get your cost referrals and you get people saying, sure. oh, I'd go to Dawn and, and things. Perfect. Perfect. So just to, to kind of, I suppose, to bring this in for a landing to, to get to the end of this, um, equity release is an area that you're really wanting to kind of educate people on, help people with, and, and take them through that journey a lot more. That's yes, one of the things that you yeah. really want to do, isn't that it? That is, I've always been there, but it's an area that I'm focusing on a lot of marketing lot of at the time. moment. Right, okay. um, so, so anybody that's really kind of thinking about this, what's the real benefit for them who's wanting to, to get into equity release? So when you're looking at equity, rather than looking at equity release as being that kind of, because people go, ooh, equity release, it's flip it on its head. We are a, an aging uh, population now, okay? We are gonna live, you know, I have every intention to live until I'm 100, so yes. that's that's a given. Yes. Um, you know, so there's- we'll You be, will live to 100, I will absolutely yes. live to 100. Yes, good, I hope you do. I will, yes. no, there's no hope about it. Oh, it's it. gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. Fantastic, yeah. I, that's amazing. So, so it, you know, it, there's a lot of people out there with the same mentality as me. You go to the gyms now, the gyms are not fully 20-somethings, the gyms are fully 40-somethings. Plus. You can yeah. walk down the street and how many people do you see running now that's 40-something? Yeah. You know, yeah. I exercise every single day. So it's it, we get to a certain way of life that we just think, do you know what? We don't want to die now. You know, mm. you get to a certain point, you're like, I'm not going to die. But that's what we've got an aging population where now, if you retire at 65, you could potentially have 20, 25 years. So has anybody worked out how much money they need for the rest of to their survive, life? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's flip it and say, if you put away 500 pounds yep. a month on your in your pension, and you put it away for 30 years. Yeah? Yeah. The likelihood is, even in 30 years, you may still only get 500 pounds a month. Right, right. And that's because we've talked about house prices, mm -hmm. inflation. Inflation, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I, I was just trying to think then, I, I did some calculations on this, um, probably, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, and we were talking about like saying, like, everyone wanted to be a millionaire, didn't they? Like, say, yes, people, what's the goal, financial goals, and they like, I want to be a millionaire. But if you actually took a million, and, and said, right, well, let's let's look at that. Let's say that you stop working now and you've got a million and you're used to living on £4,000 a month. Well, you'd burn for that million in 15 years. Yeah. Not last very long, does it? Yeah. At all. And that's what people's, but people don't really know how much they need to survive on or sure. need to live on and what's going to, the quality of life is going to be. Yeah. So what they have is, and, and is they get to, it's like, I've got to pay off my mortgage, I've got to pay off my mortgage, I've got mm. to pay off my mortgage. And you get to the point that you're 65, you've paid off your mortgage, you're in this beautiful house that you've worked everything off to get it at 65 or even 70 and then you get this 500 pounds a week that mm. you saved from when you were 20 and you absolutely scrimped for 500 pounds sure. a month at that point didn't you so when you get to 65 and you think is that all I get 500 mm. quid then you basket the shopping your white goods and whatever it's yeah. like everything's gone you know and you think right what can I get because even though it might be more than 500 pounds a month what you can buy will be sure. equivalent to 500 pounds a month yes fact. yes so then it's like the quality of life jumps absolutely drops. Of course. So do you decide to go into God's waiting room and just wait? <laughs> or do you think, no, sad that. I'm gonna make I'm a gonna difference. Make, I'm gonna make a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, now it's whether that own person's men, uh, mentality and thought process, oh no, I need to leave my house to my kids. Mm. Well, where was the rule book when you had your kids that said, you must I have pass to, the house on to I'm, them, yeah. I have to buy a house, I have to save every single penny, I have to pay off that mortgage, and I cannot touch it because it's gotta go to my kids. No, no. Where's the rule book? Of course. Life is for living. Yes. We used to always say there were two things in life that were certain, that was death and taxes. Yeah. Taxes are a bit like that now, but death is definitely going to happen, isn't it? You know, the only it's, thing that's... Well, we're not getting out of this alive, are we? Well, the only thing that's got, you know, the only thing that's not affected by Brexit is funerals directors, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's not a dead-end job, that, is it? <laughs> so, so that, and it's that type of thing. It's like, you know, when you die, that house will just disintegrate and be like a pile of money. Yes. And someone's going to get it. Yes. And by the time you die, because we're an aging population, your kids are going to be in the 60s. Mm. So then do your kids really need it? Yeah. Well, no, because they're they saving for their, their kids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they're going, I can't touch my house because it's for my kids. Yeah, totally. Because they've been born with the same rule book. Yes. You must save your house well, for Well, because they've learned from them. Yeah. yeah. So it's about, you know, it's, it's, it's not for everyone. And I fully respect people's uh, decision not to take it. Yeah. But I just want to get in front of people and say, sure. let me just explain to you what doors it can open, what opportunities it can have. Quality of life, oh, continued yeah. quality of life, just, yeah. 
you know, even even when you get to a certain age, you know, we don't want to be in a stress zone for such a long because it ages you. So even going on holiday mm. de-stresses you. Yeah. Why can't you have a holiday when you get to 70, 75? Yeah. Why can't you, you know? Yeah. There's, you know, somebody that I know, their dad is like 75 and he just cycles constantly all really? the time. That's amazing. Um, constantly, it's like, when am I going next? When am I going next? <laughs> it's like, for him, you know, that would get him to the countries that he wants to go to, cycle and things. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I don't know about you, but I my mum's done it and I just say, I'd rather have you on this earth than... Oh, God. I'd, I'd rather, no. I, I don't want anything off my parents. I say this to them all the time. Exactly. Don't go and spend all your money. No, exactly. I don't want it. I don't want, I'd like, like, put yourself negative if you need that, to. That's it. As long as you've got something to bury with, yeah. I'm really don't give a monkey's what you do with your money. Just get on and do it. I, my dad's a bit of a character. He always says, well, you know, he says, I don't even have to worry about like cost of burying me. He says, just leave me on ground. Someone's going to put me put me away, aren't they? They'll <laughs> <laughs> so, so not leave me there, will they? No, I said to him and my dad loads of times, you're going in wheelie bin. Yeah. <laughs> they go, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered, <laughs> Just yeah. put lid over so no one No one sees me, yeah. Totally, totally. It but, is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, how it, beliefs are passed on down through mm, generations. They are, but those beliefs are actually now disintegrating over you. You'd be surprised how many people and how many kids are saying, Mum, get it spent. Yeah, totally. Get it spent. Totally, I don't yeah. need it. So, so were they happy to release then? So let's just say like, you've got a family that's maybe utilised this in the past and so they've already got um, equity release in place. Is there an option for them to maybe look at like maybe like a remortgage on the yes. equity release as well? Yeah, well, a lot of plans now. Really? They can be fixed interest rates. So, I mean, if I said to you, um, John, I can give you the mortgage and it's going to be fixed for your entire life. Mm -hmm. You can either make a payment or not make a payment, but you'll never ever get repossessed and there's, the house will never go into negative equity so you have no, nothing left to your family. They'll be flying off the shelves, won't yeah, they? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah? And that's exactly what that's an equity says. Really? So, and you can, so it is fixed. There's a lot, there's nearly oh, half the plans that now that are fixed early repayment charges. So that basically means after a period of time, they can actually just redeem it or move on to another house. And right. Right. House prices are growing, come back and get come a bit back, yeah. more money. It's like it's a bit like imagine the walls of your house, yeah, being stacked with money. Yes. Yeah? And yep. you just every so often you just go out and take out a bundle of money. Wait, wait, money. where's these houses by the way? I know. Where? <laughs> well we're all signing them. Oh, yes, it's true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> we're all signing them. Very true. So so in terms of uh, the equity release then, um, is there a certain age that's usually associated with it, or is it any age? Any age. Any um, age. Well, when I say any age, 55 plus is for an equity release side of it, um, but that's where we're finding a lot of people from sort of 55, 56, 57 are actually utilising it. Right. We're approaching now the, you know, the interest only boom that we had. Mm -hmm. We're approaching that now, so the next 10 years people are just going to be hitting the interest only. Those that's never had repayment vehicles, they may find they don't meet affordability for a standard mortgage, how they're going to pay it off. Right. Equity lease can be used for that. They can just transfer it onto an equity release and still pay the interest. Oh, right, okay. Right. So or not. Or not. Yeah. Or not. Or not. But if they don't, they're more likely to. It just depends on what percentages sure. um, of that. Sure. Done. This has been fascinating. I could, I mean, especially this equity release. I could talk about this for hours. I know. Um, anyone that's been listening who's interested in this and find, or, or want to find out more about yourself, where can they find out more information about you? I'm on Facebook. Yes. I'm on Instagram. Oh, what, what are you <laughs> I'm on, on Twitter. Then? I'm on. I've got. A, um, I'm on Google Business, and yeah. I have a website. And there's an info page. So, on what's there. the names for all of these? And how can they find them? Purple Swan Mortgages. On, a, on all of the platforms. All of the platforms. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Li LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Twitter. Ev everywhere. But just literally just go on the on the website. So the um, website's Purple Swan Mortgages. Purple Swan Mortgages. Yep. What is it? Dot, dot com? Dot co uk? Dot com. Dot com. Sorry, dot co uk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you just type in Purple Swan Mortgages in Google, it'll just It'll bring up, it up as well. It'll just bring it up because it's on Google Maps and things. So Fantastic. It automatically brings it up. There's an info page there. Dawn, it's been absolutely wonderful. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you for your time. Thank okay. you for your knowledge and information and sharing some of the stories that you've, you've had over the last... Um, few decades and certainly the last two years of your life as yeah. well in, in, in business so thank you once again thank you for having me